You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour two on this Monday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Come on in, stay a while, dial us up, email, tweet, all the above. Best and worst of the weekend, we'll give you hours coming up. Turns out Russell Wilson's speedy recovery from finger surgery in his throwing hand was only the beginning of the story. Wilson made it onto the field, but he wasn't himself in the 17 to nothing loss to the Packers. The Seahawks hadn't been shut out in 10 years. And now they find themselves in a tough spot at three and six. We know the Rams are there for the long haul. I assume the Cardinals are going to be there for the long haul. I think San Francisco is probably going to play the spoiler role for the second half of the season. But Seahawks offense had no rhythm. Their defense played pretty well, which gives Seattle hope. But they have some winnable games coming up as they try to get back into playoff contention. And next week they face the Cardinals, who have their own health issues at quarterback with Kyler Murray. All we know for sure in Seattle is if Russell Wilson can't return to Pro, uh, Pro Bowl form, uh, it's not going to be for the lack of effort there. They talked about his rehab schedule where he was rehabbing 19 hours a day, which I don't know if it's physically possible because rehabbing means that you're active. Now, you can have devices on you when you're sleeping. That's not considered rehabbing. But Russ, of course, went... 19 hours each day rehabbing as only Russ could. This sounds like something that J.J. Watt would be able to do. Yeah, Paul. Uh, J.J.'s rehabbing 25 hours 25 a day. Hours. Google it. <laughs> but yeah, when Russ came out and said that he's rehabbing, you know, maybe he's got therapy or whatever it might be, but I don't know if it's rehabbing 19 hours. Maybe there's some stimulation on his finger when you're sleeping, but uh, Russ was able to play. Uh, didn't look good yesterday, but he's not alone with that Seattle team. Yes, McLovin. How does he have time to sleep, study the playbook? And no wonder he played badly. The dude was exhausted. <laughs> had no idea what the plays were. Peacock is the exclusive place to binge the first three seasons of Yellowstone. See the show everybody's talking about, the Dutton family on Yellowstone Go to PeacockTV.com, start streaming today. Poll question from the first hour, and are we carrying it over to the second hour? First hour was worst loss of the weekend. Texas runs away with it. Second place, the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Pretty bad. Yeah. Texas losing to Kansas. What? They were like 31-point favorites? Yeah, yeah, 31. Where does that rank in biggest upsets in recent memory in college football? 31 is a big number obviously. But, you know, it was one of those where Kansas didn't go away. And you keep thinking, all right, you're Texas. Act like it. That was, that was devastating. And, and even Steve Sarkeesian after the game goes, I don't know, maybe they've tuned me out. No, that's not a good thing to hear. You just got there. They can't be tuning you out. Yeah, Paul. It's such a bad loss. Like Florida almost lost to Samford. They gave up 42 points in the first half. Right, but they didn't <laughs> lose it. They still, it's an embarrassing, that's a horrible win by Florida football, but they didn't lose the game. Texas, it's okay to have a team like Kansas stay in the game, but at the end, you still got to get the W. Uh, what are we going with second okay. hour? Uh, his question really for you. Okay. Are the Tennessee Titans a team to beat in the AFC? I can't argue with what they've done, but they've done it in a way that I didn't think was possible. I like the defense, but I didn't. I thought the offense with, you know, they, they were going to have Julio Jones, and now they got two really good wide receivers and you got a really good running back. Well, you don't have Julio Jones and you don't have Derrick Henry. 
but they're still winning. And granted, they barely held on to you know win that game, but they still won that game. Titans have won six in a row, five straight over teams that made the playoffs last year. Bills, Chiefs, Colts, Rams, Saints. Second team ever to achieve that feat. Last team to do it was the 2003 Philadelphia Eagles. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. They're a good team. They got a really good coach, and I thought the Saints were going to win that game going into it. Just had a feeling that the Saints were going to win it. And they had a chance, but the Titans are winning these games, and they're winning against quality opponents, and they're winning in a variety of ways. But do I think they're the best team in the AFC? Like, I have to say they are right now because they've beaten all the other teams in the AFC. It feels like everybody has an off week. You know, Kansas City has a couple off weeks. Buffalo had an off week against Jacksonville. This is a team that has been the most consistent team in football. Do I think they're the team to beat? No. I expect Kansas City to come back. Buffalo is going to be a tough out in the postseason. But you start to look, everybody's got a chance. I think there are four or five teams right now that are more than two games out of first place or out of a playoff spot. I mean, that's pretty incredible so far. And you got Niners and the Rams coming up tonight. Yeah, McLovin. Uh, another question off what you just said. Have the Chiefs officially figured things out? I don't know. <laughs> it, it feels like the media will be off this topic this week. Now, when they play Dallas, if they struggle, then that'll be a big topic at this point next week. I'm going to give the Chiefs a bye week from criticism. There are certain teams that you give them a bye week. I'm, I'm giving them a bye week. Cowboys get a bye week. Now they face each other next weekend. Pi- uh, Packers get a bye week. You know, Rodgers didn't play that well, but he didn't need to. Like, that's the interesting part and maybe the scary part. Packers, that defense isn't fully assembled. And they looked really good. That's a good defense, probably a top five defense. If you co- you know couple that with what we think Rodgers is going to be like second half of the season, can you get home field advantage? Will it be a true home field advantage if you get to the NFC title game where the weather does factor in? You know, then it's maybe a different story there. Yeah, Paulie. What's the opposite of a bye week for criticism? Because last week the Browns got a bye week and they got rid of the person who was to blame for any mm. of their issues. But now they lose by a million points. Well, Buccaneers don't get a bye week. You know, Buccaneers are uh, on the front page, front burner here, and rightfully so. Because sometimes, you know, the approach we have is, when you have these uh, discussion debate shows, is, is this about Kansas City? Is this about the Raiders? Okay, you can make it about both because it is. It's a referendum on the Raiders being the Raiders, and they normally do this. It's don't go too far one way or another. Where you go, I know exactly how this team is going to be. Who they are. What they are. Because it's week to week. The only team that you can say, okay, I have a good idea who they are, are the Titans. And you're still not sure who they are. But they win. And that's what I think should stand out above all else. But you get style points. And we want to see you win in a way that we can understand, we can comprehend oh, man, their offense is so good, or their defense is so good. You don't know that with the Titans because you watch them and you go, hey, somehow get it done. And they do it against quality opponents. 
All right, uh, so what's the poll question for the uh, second hour? Okay, a couple more questions. What's the most exciting addition? Cam Newton in Carolina, Odell Beckham <laughs> Jr. in L.A., or Von Miller in L.A.? What are people most fired up about? Well, they're going to be fired up about Odell. He's not going to play that much. Maybe return some punts. But, you know, you got to kind of ease him in there. Cam is fun just because he's Cam. He's must-see TV. Came out of nowhere. Like, if I said last week, hey, by the way, Cam's going to account for a couple of touchdowns and Carolina's going to blow out Arizona, you're going to go, what? First of all, he's not employed. Second of all, he's going to play. And he came in, first play, ran for a touchdown. Next play, threw for a touchdown. It feels like Odell Beckham because we keep thinking he's going to be what he once was. We know Cam, Cam can't be what he once was, but he's still fun to be able to watch. Von Miller might be the most important addition if he's able to play at what we think is a normal level, Pro Bowl level. But you have him and Aaron Donald and that defense and Jalen Ramsey. Like He could be the most important ingredient for a team with a bigger picture of winning a Super Bowl. Because Carolina's not going to win a Super Bowl. Maybe don't even go to the playoffs. But I would say Von Miller, when he's healthy, could have a bigger impact here. The Amic Club. I don't understand why all of a sudden Cam Newton has a chance to win the job long-term, according to ESPN. Like, why did they wait till now to sign him? They could have signed him millions of times before. I don't know who they were actually competing with. But, you know, you gave Sam Darnold every opportunity here. And they're still paying Teddy Bridgewater, I think. I saw the number of the amount of money that they've invested since Cam Newton, and it's like $60 million, and you're going, why? And then you go, hmm, who could solve this mess? Cam Newton, he could come in and help us. And you're going, all right, come on in. I thought it was sort of a, hey, we did you wrong. Come on in for a victory lap. Let's let you play. But if you're moving forward and Cam's 32, you know, that the, the, couple of shoulder surgeries, you just don't come back from that. And he wasn't an accurate passer to begin with. I think he's fascinating to watch. But if, if you're looking at, are we going to waste Christian McCaffrey here? The, you know, the, the second contract and, you know, while we try to figure this out, you know, they, we go back to the draft and we all thought, take Justin Fields. You know, let's go. Get something started, something unique. And, you know, they decided that Sam Darnold, they were going to try him after getting rid of Teddy Bridgewater. And now you bring in Cam Newton. But uh, it feels like that's a that's an eight and nine season waiting to happen. Yeah, Paul. It does seem going with the mid mid career mid level quarterback is going away fast. Like the Bears want Andy Dalton for a second, and they and but the fans don't want that. Uh, do you think the Lions fans are happy they didn't take a quarterback right now and try Jared Goff out, uh, Sam Darnold, all these guys? Even you know maybe a high end one would be uh, um, Jameis down in C- with the Saints. It worked pretty well for a while, but. Everyone wants, to, everyone wants to hit the reset button. Well, I don't know if any of these guys are, you know, the long-term solution. I mean, the Patriots realized that Cam didn't have anything left, and they knew that. But Belichick knows it sooner than others do. He's got a great track record of we're going to get rid of you early than late. And they went all in on Mac Jones. Mac Jones beat out Cam Newton. They said, Cam, we don't need you. You know, the Niners with Jimmy Garoppolo, it doesn't matter what he does this year. You've already gone all in on Trey Lance. Uh, 
what Carolina's doing with Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold might be a, a backup next year. Jared Goff might be a backup. Uh, Garoppolo might be with another team. Out of all of those quarterbacks, he might be the one guy who could start someplace else because I don't think that there's that bad taste in your mouth. With Garoppolo, you just go, well, he can't stay healthy, but he does win games. And if that's what you want, your logic for bringing in Jimmy Garoppolo, then go ahead. I mean, he might be, you know, a Kirk Cousins type. Uh, Maybe not as good as Kirk Cousins. Wow. (laughs) Well, okay, I'm not a Garoppolo fan. I just, I, I, I don't know. I just don't see anything where I go, okay, there's magic there. But, you know, what you see with the Vikings, they're in every game. I gave you the stat last hour. The only team in the league to lead by at least seven points at some point in every single game this season. And still, they have a losing record. But Kirk D. Cousins put up, you know, he, he's put up pretty good numbers here. Quarterback rating on the road, over 100, six consecutive games. That's that's rare. Yeah, McLovin. Is there a formula to win with Cam Newton where you just run the ball, run the run, run the ball, play amazing defense, which they have, and eke out wins? Look at their schedule. Washington, Miami, Atlanta coming up next. That's possible to like be like, I don't know, nine, eight in the playoffs or something. Well, you can't change Cam. This is who he is. At age 32 and his surgeries. It's not like you go, we can count on him to be a precise passer. Not going to happen. Okay, does he still have mobility? Then let's use it the best we can. I, I'm going to use your strength, not try to, you know, take take chances with your weaknesses here. I would just say, Cam, make plays. That's it. Just make plays. Yeah, McLovin. And you're not worried about him getting hurt. No. So he's a little no. more effective as a runner than he used to be. Kirk Cousins is the sixth player in NFL history with at least two touchdown passes and a passer rating of over 100 in seven consecutive road games. That ties him with Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Tony Romo, Aaron Rodgers, and Carson Palmer, who will join us coming up next hour. Start of the day, 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 start of the day. Our buddies uh, Twiddle. Yes, Paul. Kirk Cousins' career stats are surprisingly good. Now, remember, he didn't even play his first three years. Let's take a break. All right. Because that will be a reason why people will stay in their car, because you're going to give them some Kirk Cousins stats. Can I apologize now? Yes. And we'll hear from Aaron Rodgers coming up as well. It's 15 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. It is amazing. Discover matches all the... Do I sound like Oprah when I do that? It's amazing! It's amazing! It's my book club. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically. By the way, uh, Lady O was interviewing Adele last night. Love Adele. Uh, Discover. Discover, discover, and it's accepted 99% of the places in the United States that take credit cards. So when it comes to discover, get used to hearing the word, yeah, yes, more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Make sure you go to danpatrick.com. Go to the DP Show store. We got you hooked up for the holidays. Order now. We got the calendars, T-shirts, hoodies. We got uh, the official Dan Patrick Show puzzle. 
Henny's Bang Biscuits. We got jerky and Todd, and that's, that, and that's not the same thing. We have jerky, and then we have Todd's Limerick greeting cards. You can, uh, you can go to danpatrick.com and uh, explore. Yes, Paulie? What is this puzzle? Is it, a, is it a picture, and it's now in the pieces? Yeah, that's how you have a puzzle. Right, but what is the picture of? I, um, I believe we have two versions right. of the puzzle. Okay. Uh, both studio shots. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Is They're that, fun. Does that, does that answer your question? Yeah, or? I had no idea what the picture was. It's cool. All right. Uh, let me see. The uh, Howard Bison were 45 and a half point underdogs against UNLV. And that was in uh, 2017. The Howard Bison. They uh, ended up, that's a Cam Newton's brother played in that game. Stanford was a 40 and a half point underdog against USC in 2007. Uh, Syracuse, a 37 point underdog against Louisville in 2007. Temple was a 35 and a half point underdog against Virginia Tech in 1998. Is that Michael Vick? Uh, Texas State Bobcats were 35-point underdogs against the Houston Cougars. That was uh, 2012. So I'm guessing that Kansas didn't make this list, McLovin, of the uh, biggest... Well, this was written before that game, and they... 31, I think, so they would be right around 10. 10 was 32 points, so they're right there. North Texas, the mean green... Plus 32 against the Texas Tech Red Raiders. That was back in 1997. So well, I wondered where Kansas would be on that list of great upsets. So it looks like right 10A, yeah. right behind that. Yeah. All right, uh, a little more uh, best and worst phone calls here. 877-3DP-SHOW. Oh, Paulie's got his Kirk Cousins stats. Buckle up. All right, Kirk Cousins in, his, in 10 seasons okay. is, uh, has uh, 208 touchdown passes, 30,000 yards, and only 86 picks. How many quarterbacks in NFL history started out their career the first 10 seasons with 30,000-plus yards, 200-plus TD passes, fewer than 100 interceptions? Well, Aaron Rodgers, definitely. and Yes, and he missed his first three seasons, basically, like Kirk did. Russell Wilson Jr., the third. Correct. The third quarterback to have at least 30,000 yards. You got, you got Kirk, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and? 200-plus touchdown passes, fewer than 100 interceptions. The 100 interceptions is what's... That's pretty high-end stuff. Tricky. Um, Matt Ryan. No, Matt Ryan was close. Tom Brady. Oh. So the... Great start quarterbacks, the names you'd expect. Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins, and Aaron Rodgers. And he'll somehow get another new contract here, right? Yeah, McLovin. Are they going to run this party back again? I don't know. I don't know. Is Zimmer going to still be the coach I there? have no idea. I, I've, I have no idea. You watch that team and you feel like they're they're not the same team, but they're sort of the same team when you watch them play. But the defense looked pretty good. You know, they put a lot of pressure on Justin Herbert yesterday. Yeah, McLevin. Yeah, I mean, the Chargers and the Vikings, they could have switched uniforms yesterday and played each other. They're exactly the same. Yeah. We just keep waiting for the Chargers to be something more. Remember, first month of the season, 
Like, oh my God, they should have beaten the Cowboys. And man, that's a fun team and it's explosive and you got weapons. You got a young coach, a defensive minded coach. And here they come. Yeah. No, maybe not so fast. Yes, Tom. That's like the heartbreak bowl. You see, get a sponsor for it. The teams that look like they're going to do something, they find a way to lose at the last minute by less than seven points. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Here is Aaron Rodgers after uh, yesterday's performance on getting ready for yesterday's game. Not ideal for sure, you know, being on Zoom all week. The best thing for me to be prepared is to be able to repeat the plays and practice and and then the walkthroughs. You're hearing them two or three or four times and it becomes kind of second nature. You can almost finish the sentence for Matt. Today, like I told him, pregame was going to be more Ron Burgundy-ish where, you know, sometimes I just got to repeat exactly what's being said verbatim, kind of feel my way through some of the plan. But yeah, not ideal for sure. It'd be nice to go through a full week next week. With one game yet to be played, that's tonight, the Niners and Rams, Week 10 currently has an average margin of victory of 19 points. The largest average margin of victory in any week since Week 7 of 2009 when the average margin of victory was 20.3 points per game. Let's go around the room. Best and worst of the weekend. I'm going to start back left with Todd. Best of the weekend. I'm going with the Mississippi State Bulldogs. They trailed 28-3 late in the first half, came all the way back to beat number 17 Auburn, 43-34. Quarterback Will Rogers throws for six touchdown passes. Worst of the weekend, we mentioned it earlier in the show, Texas losing an OT 57-56 to Kansas, which had been 1-8 this season. The Jayhawks had lost 56 straight conference road games (laughs) since 2008. Putting that in perspective, Alabama has won six national titles since Kansas last won a conference game on the road. Okay. How about that? I like that. McLovin, best and worst. Best, obvious. I have to get to this before everyone else does. Dartmouth College beats Georgetown basketball in the season opener. Georgetown, who was a Big East winner last year. Uh, I have no idea how that happened. I don't think we've ever been to the NCAA tournament. Uh, My other best is going to be Taylor Swift 10-minute song on Saturday Night Live with the re-release of Red. Uh, my girls played it over and over again the weekend. The song about their breakup with Jake Gyllenhaal, I'm all in. That's all I'll say. Okay. I drove to Maine on Saturday. I drove for four and a half hours. I listened to Taylor Swift for four and a half hours going to Maine. <laughs> and? Loved it. Loved it. You know, she's got her version now. She's re-recording all of her hits. And uh, the 10-minute version where she calls out Jake Gyllenhaal is epic, epic surgery there by, by Tay-Tay. Yes, yes, Eden. What's so crazy about that is Jake Gyllenhaal dated her for like two and a half months. Yeah. And 10 years later, there's a 10, that was 10 years ago or something like, maybe even longer than that. No, it's 10 years. Two and a half years, two and a half months they dated. That's it. Yeah. And it's now 10 years later, it's been made into a whole other thing where people are going back through it. And he's like, yeah, that's what you get for skipping her 21st <laughs> birthday party, Jake, 10 years ago. Oh, my God. But I think he he bought her a $100,000 bracelet. That's pretty good in a two-month time frame. But uh, I don't know if you're going to write a, a you know song about a $100,000 bracelet, but you're going to call out Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes, McClellan. Do you think Jake Gyllenhaal is upset now, even though it was 10 years ago, or is this water under the bridge? I think like he's probably like enjoys this. I don't think it's 
terrible. Yeah, I wouldn't care. And come on, if I'm immortalized by somebody like that in a song, unless it's something that, you know, is not horrible, that it's just, all right, I was not a good dude or I didn't pay you enough attention or, you know, whatever it is. I misled you. All right. Just make sure it's a hit. Yes. Yeah, but people hold on to other people dating much longer than <laughs> they really need to. You know what I mean? Like that girl from uh, that band Paramore, right? Haley Williams. When they first broke, she was dating the guitar player and then they broke up. And now 20 years later or you know, 15 years later, people are still like, you broke his heart and broke up the band or whatever. She's like, I was 16. I'm 30 years old now. Like, leave me alone. I was 16 years old. Why do you care so much about this? Hey, people are still trying to defend, you know, you know they got uh, Jennifer Aniston's back with what happened with Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. <laughs> like, yeah, hey, karma, man. You know, and you're like, uh, right. It's a long time ago. Her reaction to that was... <gasps> Seton has a problem with Jennifer Aniston's acting. Uh All of a sudden, all of a sudden, you have a problem with Jennifer Aniston in the morning show. What, McLovin? But I, Ben and J Lo give hope to all these celebrity couples that someday they'll get back together. Mm. Love happens, Dan. Don't turn your back on it. What time? Now, did Jake Gyllenhaal have a valid reason? Was he on a movie set? Uh, Was that in in the song anywhere? Because I'm not familiar with the song. Why he didn't show up to her 21st birthday party? Why that was such a big deal? I don't that care. Have to, that she'd have to make a song about how... She, she makes a song her. about everybody. Anybody she dated. I mean, that just shows you. If you're in for two months, you got a song. And, you know, most of those, you know, didn't end well. Yes, McLevin. I have some thoughts, actually. Okay. All right. So he was 30 at the time, and she was 20. That 10-year difference is, is not good emotionally at that point. If he was 40 and she was 30, it'd be fine. But I don't think 30 and 20, he, basically, he's like, you have no life experience. We can't date anymore. We have nothing to talk about. That's yeah, but, what I took from the song. Okay, but why did he start dating with her? It's not like he went, oh, my God, how old are you? Well, she's Taylor Swift. You know, I could see why he started dating her. Yeah. I mean, who cares about Jake Gyllenhaal and his dating life? I don't. Seemingly the rest of the world. Though. Yeah, but no, they all the people who are Taylor Swift fans. And you know what? For four and a half hours, you did care. Yeah. Oh, well, I love listening to Taylor. <laughs> Window open, sing along. No, no, I'm, no, I'm just by myself. Just my thoughts, previous girlfriends. That if I wrote songs about them breaking my heart, if you know, would they be hit songs? Haters know? gonna hate, 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 hate. hate. Players gonna <laughs> play, play. <laughs> She has shake a, it off. Just shake it off, Taylor. She has up. a line in there about Jake Gyllenhaal where she says something about, I get older, but your girlfriends stay the same age. So oh, he's the old Wooderson line. Yes. Yeah. Dazed and confused. I was there. I remember it. I was there. But I guess Jake is dating a 25 year old right now. So, see, I mean, Tay's in love, you know? Like, just move on. Oh, I'm sure that'll last. No, no, she'd been going out with this guy for like three years. I mean, that's an eternity with Tay. She's she's dating an actor. It's a British actor, Joe Alwyn, something like that. Yeah, she loves British guys: Hiddleston, Calvin Harris, like all these guys. Uh, Harry Styles. Harry Styles went out with him for a little while. Yes, Todd. She goes on too many dates. That's what people say. <laughs> That's what people say. <laughs> 
Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. A <laughs> couple of phone calls there after our brief interlude. Yeah, so I went all the way up to Maine, and uh, I, I spent the day, and uh, I actually met up with the uh, Maine Cabin Masters guys, said hello to them, had a beer with them, and then uh, came back, stayed in Portland, Maine, which is great a city. great city. Yeah. Great. You hit the streets a little bit? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a couple of beers up there, had some uh, peepers, some Maine peepers. There you go. Nice. On tap. Love that. And on the way back, I listened to the Brothers Osborne the entire trip back. So Taylor going... Ironically, on, all songs about Jake Gyllenhaal, too. They, they talked about the breakup with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Really amazing and ironic. Just kidding. You guys have no idea who the brother Osborne's are. I like them. They're the, good. They write some hits. And the, the lead singer sounds like Shay from Irving. If Shay from Irving could sing, he would sound like the lead singer. Maybe he can sing. Yes, McLevin. Is this going to go down as the Kirk Cousins, Taylor Swift segment? Is that what we're doing here? <laughs> we started yeah. with Kirk Cousins. I know. How you got here, I have no idea. Well, you know what? When we submit this and we win the sports Emmy, yeah, then who's going to be laughing? Yeah, then those haters. Yeah, are going to hate, 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 hate. hate, hate. hate. Hey, uh, Paulie, best and worst of the weekend? Uh, of course, Army football, Dan, <laughs> 63-10 over your Bucknell Bison. Mm. Um, Army football, you know they like to run the ball? Guess how many people carried the ball for Army on Saturday? 11. 18 different people <laughs> carried the ball. How do you have 18 ball carriers on a roster? Um, and then the worst of the weekend, this is tough because I like the program. Indiana Hoosiers lost 38-3 to to Rutgers, which... Uh, what a terrible what, departure. What happened to our Hoosiers? I don't know. They're 2-8. and eight. They're 0-7 in the conference. Damn. Indiana lost to Rutgers. Last year, Indiana football beat Penn State. They beat Michigan. They beat Michigan State. They barely lost to Ohio State, and they beat Wisconsin. And less than a year later, we're, we're here. I, I really don't know what's going on. Eric in South Dakota. Hi, Eric. Best and worst of the weekend. First, first time, long time. 6-1, 187. All right. Best and best and best of the weekend, FCS action, South Dakota Coyotes with a Hail Mary touchdown with one second left to beat arch rival, the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. We're going to the playoffs, Dan. It's been too long. Did you have anything else? Yeah, I'm a little, just a little roughed up from the weekend, but that's it. There's no no worse to the weekend after that. All right. Well, thank you, Eric. Thanks. Yeah. My, my brother actually uh, went to South Dakota, played football at South Dakota. But uh, South Dakota State loses in a uh, Hail Mary there. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, it was like a 65-yard Hail Mary, and it got tipped around the two. And then uh, the guy from uh, the Coyotes grabbed it. Yes, Todd. That was a good, like, Marge Simpson sisters impersonation he just did. Hey, did you see the South Dakota, South Dakota State? Look, <laughs> <laughs> you got to divorce that homie guy. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Uh, Barry in Long Island. Hey, Barry. Good morning, fellas. Uh, the best of the weekend and the worst of the weekend are actually the same thing. Uh, the quarterback, formerly known as Mike F. and White, showed us what he is. And uh, so that brings us to the best of the weekend, which is now we can uh, go back to uh, developing future bust uh, Zach Wilson. All right. Uh, Barry, by the way, gave us a great quote last week. Seaton, that quote from Barry was, I do what I want, when I want, if I want. Did I have that right, Barry? Uh, I do what I want, when I want, 
if I want, and uh, the if should be in capitals. And I, ha- if you're going to make a t- if you're going to make a T-shirt, I have uh, something for the back. Okay. 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 Yeah. Uh, human interaction is highly overrated. Hmm. Okay. How long have you been single? Uh, sixty-one years. Oh. Okay. You're going. Are you going wire to wire? Oh yeah. At this point, what's the point? Yeah. Well, thank you, Barry. Oh, yeah. Good to hear from you. Yeah. Fritzy, after the show, after Barry calls and then Fritzy's talking about Barry off the air and and really got in a little too deep for for Barry and his uh, situation there, Todd. I was trying to picture what's going on. It sounds on the surface all well and good and you're doing your own thing and everything. But then I started thinking about my life and our lives and, you know, there's something to be said for, you know, being a. You know, having a relationship and married and kids and stuff like that, it comes with its drawbacks, too, I guess. But it just sounded like kind of a lonely existence. But if he's happy and he can kind of come and go as he pleases, if he comes and goes as he pleases. As what about intimacy? I know. Tom. What about intimacy? What about connection? How do you, what? <laughs> I can't possibly imagine how anyone could go through life without any type of intimacy. anniversaries of your first date. I, I, and remember, I, we were at this restaurant together. And I, I said to Todd, I said, lighten up. Like, like you got so serious. Like, you're worried about Barry and the intimacy and connect, making a connection. Especially on a Friday, I got way too deep trying to put myself in his shoes. And it's not all as happy and wonderful as he tries to project what it What a legend me. Barry is. Yeah, yeah, Paul. And uh, uh, Perloff overcompensated, said first he's overcompensating by saying how much he loves you know, the lifestyle <laughs> of a dad and husband because he really wants the Barry life. Yes, we you know, like there's something to be said for that. I didn't want to sell Todd out, but he actually had a pro con list next to his computer on Friday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Barry versus wow. his life, You're selling me out. You man. know what? I don't even know Barry's life, but Barry's probably got a better life than Todd does. Yeah, he sounds he, like he's very with, happy, even with your love connection with your wife and you know the the children and the anniversaries and all those things. I'd probably still opt for Barry's life. Yeah, you know, that's probably not that inaccurate. <laughs> there's, there's, you know, there's little bumps in the road that you got to get past. That's Let's right. take a break. More phone calls coming up. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast podcast or wherever you get your podcast rams three and a half point favorites tonight against san francisco peter king joined us in the first hour and said probably a handful of plays for odell beckham jr maybe 10 to 20 there was also talk maybe he returns punts as well something he did in college you're not alone if you didn't realize that an nfl game could end in a tie here's Najee harris the steelers running back I didn't know you could even tie in the NFL. Uh, I was in my mind. I was sitting on the bench, ready, saying to myself, "I got a, another quarter to go." But um, I guess somebody came to me and said, "That's it." And uh, so I ain't never been a, I ain't never had to tie in my life before. <clears throat> but why do you admit that? <laughs> you go back to Donovan McNabb. Wasn't he the first guy that came out and said, "I didn't know it could end in a tie." Here's your quarterback. I didn't know it could end in a tie. 
Yes, we saw Cora Twitter. He goes, well, uh, that's going to be a big problem when we get to the Super Bowl or the playoffs. That's what Donovan <laughs> said in the same quote. <laughs> He's like, this tie thing, wait till the Super Bowl. We'll see what the people think about that. Uh, you're the quarterback and you don't know. And then in the playoffs, you think that you can end in a tie. Whew. But that, that's a must-lie situation if you're Najee Harris. Uh, you don't sit there and go, hey, we got another quarter to play. No, you don't. Ball game. Yeah, Paul. You guys are all pretty cool with the NFL overtime system, aren't you? Yeah. Both teams get the ball generally. Unless... I like sudden death. If you if you score, you score. Field goal, touchdown, doesn't matter. Okay. If you get to that point, then that's why it's called sudden death. It's not sudden death overtime anymore. Yeah, McLovin. What if the game keeps going, though, and it's like you get through 15 minutes and no one scores? Are you okay with a tie there? Because my fear, if you keep playing like a half hour, then those teams are both going to get slaughtered the following week. I mean, you could have a shootout where you have field goals, where you start at the 50-yard line. That might be interesting. But, you know, they're trying not to prolong these games. Uh, But, you know, that's why they say, all right, you got 10 minutes, try to settle this. If you can't, then uh, it's a tie. Charles in California. Hey, Charles, best and worst of the weekend. Hey, guys. How y'all doing today? Great, Charles. What's on your mind? We're uh, Best is the uh, overtime game with the uh, Lions and Steelers. That was the most entertaining football. I think we've, it was just hilarious to watch. The uh, worst of the weekend is I need to correct the uh, field goal commentary earlier. The longest field goal is 69 yards by O. Johansson. And it happened on the fall of 1976. And what happened was Tony Franklin broke the record at 65 yards. Hmm. And then about 12 minutes later, he broke the record again at 67 yards. And then about 15 minutes after that, all on the same day, Ovio Hanson kicked a 69-yarder. I was there, and a 69-yarder takes a long time to get there. Oh, all right. Well, thank you, Charles, for uh, clearing that up. Michael in Arizona. Hey, Mike, best and worst of the weekend. Good morning. Uh, okay, uh, I had a couple best a couple of weeks ago. I went to the uh, Formula One at Coda in Austin, and then I went to Mexico City for that race. And the worst, I don't know what's going to happen because I'm a Niners season ticket holder. And uh, talk to me tomorrow. And, uh, you know, your music choice, come on, Taylor Swift for four hours? I'm a Genesis fan. So what do you think about Genesis? And I'll let you go and have a great rest of the week. All right. Well, thank you, Michael. Uh, Lamb lies down on Broadway. I love. Uh, and, you know, Genesis was a great band. Yeah, Paul. Good luck topping that call the rest of the week. Yeah. Uh, Genesis. <laughs> yes, McClough. I think he was more later pop Genesis. Uh, oh, you think? Yeah. Like Abacab? How yeah. dare you, Andrew? Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. What was the, uh, and then Mike and the Mechanics was a spinoff. Yeah, Remember, they had a yeah, couple of hits. Yeah. Oof. I, I look, don't denigrate Taylor Swift. You can promote Genesis if you want. You can like what you like without, you know, making fun of my music choice. My Taylor. Yes, McLevin. It's not like Phil Collins is like the ultimate example of a masculine rock superstar. <laughs> Yeah, but they had Peter Gabriel and Phil Collins in Genesis. That's pretty good. But uh, but didn't they have Three Sides Live? They had a double album and Three Sides were live. But Lamb Lies Down on Broadway is one of my... Or Carpet Crawlers. 
That's a good song, too, by Genesis. Does Phil Collins always, is he always going to be known for In the Air Tonight? Like, that, no matter what he does, he'll always be known for one song. All right? I'm guessing. And that's not a bad song to be known for. It's one of the, it's one of the great songs of all time. Yeah, McLovin. Yes, who are some other artists like that? Lionel Richie, it was just the 30th year anniversary of Dancing on the Ceiling. That's not a good song. That's his song, though. I know. That's a good song. No, a- but In the Air Tonight, that, that's one of the great rock songs of all time. That's a hot take. It is. No, In the Air Tonight is a... It doesn't matter if you know Phil Collins, you like Phil Collins, you cannot deny that song. But... Dancing on the ceiling next to In the Air Tonight? Yeah, Paul. Rolling Stone Magazine, top 10 Phil Collins songs all time. In the Air Tonight, number one. Against All Odds, number two. Mm. I Don't Care Anymore, number three. That's a good song. Mm. Easy Lover. Fritzy, you like that? Oh, very nice. That's Fritzy's. Take Me Home, Another Day in Paradise. Yeah. It's a studio number seven. Studio. You Can't Hurry Love. I know it was a remake. That was pretty strong. Thank you, Todd. Yes, McLovin. Yeah, you can't hurry love. Come on. That's even softer than Taylor Swift. <laughs> Remember he was bopping around doing, uh, yeah, no way. Wait, it, it's soft rock. Todd loves soft rock. His mama said you can't hurry love. You just have to wait. <laughs> I don't know. Might take a minute or two. You can hurry love. Yes, McLeod. Okay, the weakest song by great artists of all time is Dancing in the Streets when David Bowie and Mick Jagger did it. That one's tough. That was the nah, we can't. I mean, it's too soon with David passing. What's the Harlem Shuffle? What's another one that Jagger did? Yeah, McLeod. Sometimes I catch Seaton watching that video with Mick Jagger and just laughing hysterically. It's it's painful. They do this this thing where they go face to face. Yeah, it's it's painful. You're David Bowie and Mick. What the hell are you guys doing? It looks like an exercise video. That that one's rough. Yeah, that like they're jazzercising. They get their big baggy pants on with pleats. Yep. And they're like that, dancing around with each other. What the hell are you guys doing? That one's tough. That one's tough. Rebel, rebel. I know. Ziggy Stardust. Yes, Paul. You know but they they were probably thinking to themselves, I'm David Bowie. I'm Mick Jagger. We could do no wrong. And together, we could really do no wrong. And they did wrong. Right. Yeah. Uh, Bill in Tampa. Hi, Bill. What's on your mind today? Good morning, guys. How are we doing today? Great, Bill. Okay, I have two bests of the weekend, but I also want to make a comment about In the Air Tonight. I think most people of my age remember In the Air Tonight from Miami Vice. Yeah, yeah. My first best of the week is Bruce Arians' fourth quarter clock management. Mm. My second best of the week is Riverboat Ron having so much confidence in his defense that he didn't even go for the two-point conversion. Yeah, but then, you know, it was a smart decision because you just don't want to give the ball back to Brady, and if he scores a touchdown, which, you know, odds are that he probably would, even though he didn't look good in that game at all, and uh, they put it out of reach. You know, worst-case scenario is Brady down four has to go 99 yards, and your defense had played extremely well. All right, two hours in the books, one more to go. Who knows what we're going to talk about next hour? Carson Palmer is going to join us. More phone calls as well. Seton, Paulie, Fritzy, McLovin, yours truly here on the Dan Patrick Show.
Close out hour two with Simply Safe Home Security, best home security system of 2021, as noted by U.S. News and World Report. We love Simply Safe because it's everything you need to make your home safe indoor, outdoor cameras, comprehensive sensors, all monitored by around the clock trained professionals who send help the instant you need it. Now, you can customize the system for your home online, and it'll take minutes, and then you get it delivered right to your home or your office. Uh, Simply Safe, biggest discounts of the year. You can start your complete home home security system at just over $100. There's no long-term contracts or commitments. It's really an easy way to start feeling a little bit more peace of mind. Take advantage of Simply Safe's early Black Friday deals. You'll get 50% off your new home security system. Make sure you visit simplysafedan.com. Once again, there's no contracts to sign. There's no hidden fees, no pushy salespeople, and it's the best home security system of 2021. Simplysafedan.com for 50% off your entire system.